Hear ye, hear ye, word nerds. Be forewarned. This podcast contains saucy language of the modern and early modern variety. So plan your listening accordingly. Or don't. That's a choice you can make. Don't say we didn't warn you. Mostly that. However, (laughs) two of the things on my list are like, fuck this guy in his face because he's stupid. No one likes him. No one needs him. And Shakespeare can suck a giant dick. Sorry, I missed most of that. I know, I know, I know. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Boo decided today was the day to start shredding a blanket. Oh, good. What a good girl. What did you say about sucking a giant dick? Uh, I don't remember. Shakespeare show we are your hosts Jess Hamlet and Aubrey Whitlock and together we are Whamlet and this week it's 10 things we hate about Shakespeare woo just 10 just no more no less well we'll see well, maybe <laughs> we'll not see. eight not nine ten I mean ten but maybe 13 who knows perhaps um thanks for listening Ooh. to our penultimate episode we Ooh, hope you enjoy the show word. and come back for more well i do have a phd and i have mastered all of my letters so bravo that's a good one go. that's a good nice chunky go, sat babe. word that's good yeah 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 um yeah so for this episode we're just throwing out all the rules we're not it's not a 101 it's not a you know we're not focusing on any particular play this is a Mm -hmm. all of the things you know that we haven't gotten to say yet or say enough yet Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, and we're throwing it together in our uh second to last aka penultimate episode (laughs) Um, yep, <laughs> that is what that just word for, means. you know, just for like the random middle schooler out there who might not sure. know what penultimate means. Yet. Yeah. You know, because we have so many of those in our audience. I, I don't know. Probably. I hope not. Maybe. Well, I don't know. We might. We might. You never we know. Might. Um, yeah. So we're just going to go. We're going to bounce back and forth. Jess and I have each picked five things of the mm-hmm. 10, you know, and they're yeah, not. They're not. They're not in, in any, any order. <laughs> no, they're not in any particular order. They're not uh-uh. ranked. This is not nope. like a, you know, a one to ten situation. This is just like, these are the five nope. things I thought of. These are the five <laughs> things Jess has thought of. Yep. Um, And they might overlap a little bit. They probably do. Oh, they definitely they probably do. Definitely and, do. And just glancing at it, too, it, it looks to me, and I could be corrected as we go through, but it looks to me like mostly... These are things that we hate about Shakespeare that other people have done to Shakespeare. Like, not necessarily the man or always the plays. But, like, at least for me, at least for me, a lot of it is, like, the 400 years of intervention after his life and death. Okay. Um, Why don't you kick us off with with the first thing on the list? Great. Talk to us Um, about what you hate about Shakespeare. I, I, okay. My... First thing that I hate about Shakespeare is that, uh, and it's actually one of the things that I also love about Shakespeare, which is why I'm deeply conflicted. Um, He was so ambiguous on a lot of topics. And I understand that like as a playwright during the time that he was writing, like he needed to be, you know, to be politically acceptable, to be sort of um, 
uh, to get past the sensors and whatever. So there are a lot of like threads you can pull on in Shakespeare in any direction. And I think that's a blessing and a curse. So the, the, the downside of all of that ambiguity is that, um, you literally can, you can pull on any thread in Shakespeare, which leaves room for really dumb choices like that. What was that, uh, that Nazi influenced Romeo and Juliet that we heard about not too long ago. Oh yeah. Or, you know, just like dumb shit (laughs) that doesn't, need to be done and yet the text is so open that it could you can sometimes make the argument for that sort of thing like and it does live there so it opens up it opens up a lot of avenues for ill-considered choices thoughtless choices that some productions want to make and i hate that i hate that a lot so like just once just once shakespeare i would have liked if you had picked a side (laughs) just once (laughs) Please. I mean, I think <laughs> I think he consistently picked a side, and I think the side that he picked was "bitches got to get paid." <laughs> no, you're right. You're right. Right. Like not challenging the system is itself yeah. a tacit acceptance of the system. I get yeah. that. Like on on that sort of macro level, yes, he was completely yeah. fully endorsing the system in which he lived, and right. he was making a living. Right. Um. But nowadays. Yeah. When we don't have necessarily all of those sides that he had, but different ones. Um, it just allows for really dumb choices. And I find that deeply frustrating. Mm. Yeah. So that's the help you there. The first one. No, no, no. There's, yeah. I mean, there's not a lot of help for a lot of these things. So yes. Yeah. That yeah. This is true. Okay. Yeah. So um, a thing that I hate um, <gasps> is fucking bardolatry, man. Mm. Like, this um this idea of like oh shakespeare is the one great genius and his Mm. work transcends all time and space and you know this is a universal depiction of the human condition and it's just none of those things are true man Mm -hmm. like none of them not not one single one of them um and my my like my go-to example here is this fucking dirtbag whose name was Thomas Babington Macaulay. Um, he was the paymaster general of England in the 1850s-ish, somewhere in there, which is like Secretary of the Treasury, but is a much cooler title. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to be the paymaster general. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so he... He was in charge of India um, in some some small ish way. But he he like his whole thing was like educational reform in India. And we need to stamp out Indian languages and Indian knowledge and replace it with English and English knowledge and English values and English morals and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. Um and the one of the great tools by which he he achieved that insofar as he did um, was Shakespeare. Uh, Shakespeare famously makes it into the curriculum in India before it makes it into the curriculum in England or any other English speaking country, um, the educational curriculum. And he writes this this whole great treatise, great, uh, great as in 
long, not great as in actually good or worthwhile. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he writes this treatise. Uh, it's called Minute on Indian Education. You can look it up. It's mm, it'll make you angry. Uh, in which he says, you know, we want to create an entire race of people that are Indian on the outside, but English in every way that counts. So in morals, in ideas, in religion, in knowledge, and it's fucked up. And that that is just one instance of people being like, Shakespeare's this great universal good. Let's use it to make everyone in the world like us in as many ways as we can, because diversity is bad and non English things are bad and non-Christian things are bad and let's worship Shakespeare and use him as a tool of oppression. Um, so yeah, I'm mad. I will, I will not stop being mad about fucking Thomas Babington fucking Macaulay until I finish my book and then maybe I will be able to let it go. But I've been living with this man since like 2017 and I can't, I can't, I just made my students read him like two weeks ago and I got real fired up in the middle of class and they were like, Dr. Chess, are you okay? And I was like, fucking no, because fucking imperialism. It's fine. I'm fine. It's it's okay. Um, Yeah. You just breathe. Just breathe. Yeah. It's fine. You're going to spew all of that bile into your book and then and maybe some relief will come after that yeah yeah no i agree i mean just on a surface level too of the the bardolatry thing like Mm -hmm. i i don't think you can actually love something without being able to talk about its flaws sure um so like anybody to me who who you know puts shakespeare on this pedestal and Mm -hmm. like the writing is flawless. It's blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. It's this, it's that. It's the best. I'm like, no, actually, I mean, like, not everything was a banger, you know? No. Um, <laughs> no, like, it was Henry Eight. <laughs> I feel like we've established through the catalog of of our yeah. podcast that, like, yeah. that's not true, um, which is, you know. He wasn't like, even the best writer in London at that time. <laughs> I, I mean, you know. I, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So, so just like on, on that sort of level, I, I am deeply distrusting of people mm-hmm. who have that level of bardolatry mm-hmm. because you're right, because then, you know, you scratch the surface a little bit and then it turns out to be something like that. Yeah. Um, which is something on, on my list that I want to go into a little bit later. Yeah. Um, okay. Thing number two for me is this really condescending notion that people thinking that we need translations of Shakespeare translations yes yeah, we don't mean by translations them. yeah I mean uh you know putting Shakespeare's words into colloquial language okay uh, I don't I don't mean translating into other languages that's a different thing right um because sure why not you know spread spread the word whatever um, <laughs> translate <laughs> I mean, it into as many languages as that. you want um no uh the the idea that we um that somehow like the language is too hard too mm-hmm. dense that mm-hmm. we need to translate it into <gasps> something more understandable for people and like you know the the play on project is is cool i guess like retellings for me kind of like that feels different um right that's adaptation you know, right it's adaptation right <laughs> yeah. like 
Like, and, and I feel that's kind of where they're starting to go. Like, I, if anybody doesn't know what I'm talking about, the Shakespeare Play On project was something that I think the Oregon Shakespeare Festival mm-hmm. initiated, mm-hmm. Um, commissioning, you know, playwrights to translate, and those are the words that they use, to translate Shakespeare's plays into, like, new versions, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but which, those, they are really adaptations, right? They're not... Well, I don't not? know. Um, okay. You know, uh, I think some like stick really close to like line by line mm. translation, which, mm. yeah, like and 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 others like veer off into more more adaptation land. Right. Um, so like I, and and which is not to say you can't do them. I'm not going to stop anybody from doing whatever yeah. you want to do, you know, but but the idea that we need them because somehow <laughs> the language is too hard without it or for some people right and it's always mm-hmm. it's always the idea that the language is too hard for some certain groups of people yeah. um, that i find deeply you know condescending and and really messed up that yeah. and combine that with like editors just making choices with with varying levels of transparency right that yeah. just bugs me it bugs me um fully changing things just because they thought that I don't know, they were the Shakespeare whisperer, like they're the mind reader of Shakespeare and they knew what he intended somehow <laughs> through time and space and through the grave. I, I don't know. Or it's like called adding a seance, Ill- Aubrey. Right. OK, my bad. <laughs> my bad. <laughs> like that kind of shit. Just like editors making choices generally varying right. from word for word translation all the way through to like punctuation choices that affect performance and then not being transparent about that. Sure. That bugs me. That bugs me. So just people mm. fucking with the text when I don't think it needs to be fucked with. Okay. That's all. Um, on the subject of translations, like actual yeah. translations into other languages, just to this my another fun factoid from my dissertation brain that I spewed all over my students uh, last-ish week as well. Um, there, at least... At least in the 19th century, I don't know, I don't know how long this idea has really stuck around, but at least in the 19th century, there was um, this prevailing idea, and I'm sure into the 20th century, well into the 20th century as well, this prevailing idea that a, a world language could not be ranked among like the best global languages or the the top global languages or the whatever however we want to qualify global languages it couldn't be ranked up there unless Shakespeare had been translated into that language right that face like what the what (laughs) sorry you are sitting here telling me (laughs) that this bitch who has only been around for the last 400 years this is the arbiter by which we're going to judge all languages. How fucking old is China and their culture and their language? How fucking old is Japan? How fucking old is India? How fucking old is Greece? Like, not... This is... Who died and made Shakespeare the arbiter of all things good? Was it Shakespeare? It was. Okay, all right. Well, fuck him. (laughs) I mean, we know so little about the man's actual life. Who knows? Maybe, <laughs> maybe he was just out there being like, well, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm the best. Forget the rest. If yep. your language doesn't, you know, if you yeah. don't ap- adapt my plays into your language, your language isn't worth hearing. Yeah. 
I don't. That's pretty messed up. It's real. It's real, real fucked up. And my my students were horrified to hear that when I told them and they were like, but yeah. there's so many languages. And I went, yep. Yes, there are so many languages and so many cultures attached to those languages mm -hmm. that don't give a flying fuck, mm -hmm. you know, and nor should they have to. Exactly. <laughs> um, OK, so my second thing that I hate about Shakespeare <laughs> are his clowns listeners can't see my face right now but i have a deep deep frown well okay let this me qualify me okay. let me qualify i'm talking about the porter i'm talking about old gabo i'm talking about the clown in othello that always gets cut that i don't even know what his name is i think it might just be clown those are those are the big ones i'm talking about i'm talking about fucking pompey like they're not funny but Pompey okay, has a couple going. good one-liners but like that whole like where he's just talking being like oh here are all the people I saw at the fucking brothel like it's not funny and that's okay because I think that they probably were funny 400 years ago but there are some things <laughs> that do not stand the test of time and the porter is one of them and old Gabo is another and fucking Pompey's tavern bullshit is a third and they're just they're not good I also frankly don't love Lance and Speed I hate Falstaff which if you've been around listeners you know this this is not not news to you um I I the only clown that I can think of in the canon that I actually enjoy is Bottom because he's sweet and perfect and adorable yeah. and everything that is good and goodness. Sure. Yes. And also funny. Um, <laughs> yeah, I can't, I can't quibble think of with your, Please I'm going to quibble do. with your definition of Falstaff as a clown. I don't uh, consider him okay. to be a clown. He does funny, stupid things. All right. But like, I wouldn't call him, he's more of a vice guy. Sure. Like I wouldn't call him a clown. That's fair. That's fair. Well, I hate him anyway. <laughs> I know. I know. Um, not even Dogberry? Mm, see, this is Dogberry is tricky for me. Touchstone? I think. Festy? I don't like Touchstone. I do like Festy. Dogberry, I think, is hilarious on the page, but is so easy to fuck up in performance. I think he might be the easiest one to fuck up. Um,. I have seen some bad, unfunny dogberries. Real, real bad. Yeah, I'm mostly just, I'm not a fan of the clowns, especially not in the tragedies. Those are, those are bad clowns. Um, and even, <laughs> frankly, even, did I say Speed and Lance? Because I don't you like did. Speed and Lance. Okay, yeah, I don't yeah. like Speed and Lance. Um, the bit with the dog, ugh, who cares? I mean, I love a dog, but it's not funny. <laughs> wow. Oof ouch yeah well sorry about it corin corin and sylvius like i do like corin and sylvius but i wouldn't i don't i don't think that i would call corin and sylvius clowns i think i'd call them rustics mm. i don't think they're quite doing enough to be clowns like touchstone clearly i think is a clown mm -hmm. corin and sylvius i think not quite so much they're clown-ish but i don't think they're clowns they're clowny <laughs> They're clowning. 
they're called clowns throughout Are the play they? by Touchstone mostly. Well, yes. We don't mm. trust a damn thing Touchstone says. Well, you shouldn't. <laughs> exactly. That's the point. <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh, okay. So yeah. you need your funny guys to be trustworthy? No, I just need them to be funny. <laughs> You're a tough customer when it comes oh, to funny. Oh, excuse me. How dare I want funny things to be funny? I I'm just It's really tough to know what you find funny, I guess. I like <laughs> things that are funny when they're explained that they're funny, Aubrey. Then you should like Touchstone. He, I don't he takes like, like a whole five minutes at the end of his play oh, to Jesus explain the Christ. dumbest that joke on the planet. Bullshit. That is, we all know it is only there to cover fucking costume change. Yeah. Ugh, <laughs> I hate that. But like, it's I a hate it. And he says it twice. Expository joke. And you just said you like jokes explained to you and you hate Not that, that one. I hate that one. <laughs> okay. Anyway, I don't really okay. like the clowns. Probably not. Tell me another thing that you don't like. Here, yeah, well, it. you're about to break my heart, so suck well, it. Well, <laughs> I, I, yeah, I don't like the comedies that aren't funny. Okay, and, and define your terms. I mean plays that are classified as comedies, like okay. The Merchant of Venice and Measure for Measure. Sure. And I think Jesus. Measure for Measure is hilarious. Uh, I mean, not I all just, of it, but. Yeah, I, I just. Uh, so, some of these quote unquote comedies, because they end in marriages or have right, so-called right, right. happy endings, yeah. they're called comedies, but like they not. are not There's... funny yeah, to but... me and they haven't yeah. aged well. And I, and I do, right. I do classify like all's well that ends well in there. I have a weirdly complex relationship with that play and it's a comedy okay. um, and it is deeply troublesome. Um, but like, I, yeah, I, uh, I don't like comedies that aren't funny. Like so, Merchant of Venice is not a fucking comedy. That's like right up. That's like Chekhov level of not knowing your classifications. Like, yes. for those who don't know, Chekhov thought he was writing comedies, and they're just all deep Russian tragedies. I, I don't understand the Russian definition of comedy, but so this is like on that level. Yeah, but so here's <laughs> like, the thing like about that. comedy: is to us it means funny. But I don't think it meant that to Shakespeare. No, of course. No, it didn't. It meant happy ending. And I would also quibble with that definition because they aren't. Yeah, I think it just meant story. Happy endings. Sorry, I'm. I'm sure you mean the... like strictly from the Latin? Like, yeah, uh, like I'm... I know in Spanish, comedia is just play or story. Like they're all called comedia. Yeah, I'm I'm in the OED right now trying to figure out. Okay, but you know damn well that I'm not basing yes, it no, on yes, like the I know. Latin. Yes, sorry, yes. The Latin I know. Roots I know. Of the word. <laughs> I know. Um, okay, no, yeah. So funny would have been in use for comedy back then. Okay, carry on. No, just the ones that haven't have that haven't aged well. Okay, so measure, know. shrew. Yeah. Merchant. merchant. The problem plays essentially. Yeah. All's well. Yeah. I mean, I like them for other reasons. I just don't think we need to. I I don't like that they are called comedies, or that they are considered comedies, or that anybody finds anything funny about them anymore. Frankly, okay, a lot of the time, I'm like, there is no part of Merchant of Venice that is funny to me. Agreed. Just no, no part. No Agreed. part of it. It's not funny. It's not there's funny a part. shit ton in Measure that's funny though. A yeah, there's some ton. good stuff. I would argue. I personally love the Pompey 
here are these assholes at the tavern thing because he gets to point that. people out and like you get to roast people. I love that. I find that very funny. Um, so yeah, measure has some funny bits, but it's still, I don't know. It's the unfunny outweighs the little respites of funny for me. That's the problem. That's fair. Okay. Well, speaking of things that we hate, <laughs> as Here we, we are, go. <laughs> the fucking history plays. Just all of them, blanket statement. All no, because plays. because you know that I love Edward III, and you know that I love King John, and you know that I love one Henry VI. Speaking of one Henry VI, <laughs> um, so I this afternoon, as I was doing a little writing at my desk, I mm. had myself a cup of hot cocoa um and the cup that i used for my hot cocoa was the 2004 osf season mug um mm -hmm. so you know 20 years ago which is horrifying mm -hmm. um and in in the 2004 season they had done all three parts of henry six but what i thought was super interesting that i had not remembered um was that they they did one Henry VI as a standalone, and then mm -hmm. they smushed two and three together. I remember that. I saw those. Mm -hmm. I saw none of them, I don't think. Um, mm -hmm. I forget what I saw that season, but it was, it was none of those things. I just thought that that was a really interesting choice because I feel like when you're doing the Henry VI's, the first part is always the one that gets the, the short shrift because mm -hmm. it's just like Joan and then battle scene battle scene battle scene but like that's why that play is so fucking good because it's just battle scene battle scene battle scene and then joan and then some demons and then joan and then like some more battles and like it's good i love i love one henry six the other two don't do it for me um <laughs> anyway the fucking history plays the henry's the henry's juno i give zero shits henry four snooze fest hal sucks he sucks as hal he sucks when he grows up to be henry five the whole henry five like we're the conquering heroes oeuvre makes me batty i don't give a shit about any of these like geopolitical struggles i don't care the richards are like slightly above the henry's for me because they're a little more interesting but frankly, I'm not super interested in either of them. This little snooze fest again, like at least we have some ghosts in one of the Richards and like that's cool. Um, but maybe the ghosts are only in the 19th century bastardization of it. I don't remember because like, why would I remember? Because fucking Richard. Anyway, um, King John, icon. Edward III, icon. One Henry VI, icon. The rest of them, trash. Henry VIII, what the fuck, oh, yeah. Shakespeare? Dumb. What were you fucking doing? Phoning it in. That's what he was doing. Right? Pre-phones. This is a pre-phone right? era, but he was right? phoning it the hell in. And then, like, we have yeah. the Roman plays, right? Which are, like, I guess I, I you could kind of go either way with, like, tragedy or history. Because yeah. they are based on... Yeah, they're based on Roman they're, history. Yeah, so, like, they're history. Much more ancient history. But, yeah. I mean, didn't we have a classmate in our in our... M. Lit, who who made that argument that that the Roman plays should be considered their own history cycle. That sounds right. So yeah, you were anyway, talking about the Roman. They plays. suck. They <laughs> suck. They all suck. I like Titus is interesting, right? Because it's all blood and gore. Um, 
But that whole first act that is just like Saturninus being all hello geopolitics snooze fest that is where you lose people with that play because you have to you're like oh fucking it's like the salic law speech but for rome mm-hmm. and that fucking salic law speech my god i know that we have had one guest on the show who that is her favorite fucking thing and like no disrespect but also fuck the salic law fuck it <laughs> fuck all of it fuck them all forever okay caesar snore i mean it's got like some cool prophecy and also we've got like the you know stabity stab 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 but caesar's dead by act three and then it's just like more geopolitical yeah. shit and like brutus and cassius never actually make out so get fucked same with coriolanus right it is not gay enough it's not. and therefore and the it's time. all just like it's like corn senators geopolitics corn senators people not making out like me doing the jack off motion verbally like i just oh and like fucking antony and goddamn piece of shit cleopatra amen to that that fucking play is the fucking worst i have maybe told this story before the one time we did an episode on ANC, Uh but in like 2003 question mark okay i was in high school um and i grew up in oregon and so we the drama club every year we did a trip to ashland we went to ashland and a and c was on the the docket it's a thing that we saw mm-hmm. uh it was in the new theater which has now been renamed i don't know what the rename is the but Thomas it was the, oh great well it was the new theater then it's the new theater in my heart it will always be the new theater because it's the okay. new one um <laughs> and i I just and like we did you know we did a workshop with some actors earlier that day or maybe the day before right to like get us prepared to get us in and that play is just too big and my drama teacher had this rule where like if we fell asleep during a show it meant that we were clearly not getting enough sleep at night so then we were barred from doing the fun things we had to just stay in our hotel rooms because we like needed to get sleep right it was like, it was like That's yeah, dumb. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay and I was like oh I'm gonna fucking fall asleep in this play because there's nothing doing it for me and the only way I got through was by watching the lighting design because ooh, I was some beautiful lights in the gobos and just ugh. but that fucking play and it is not the only time I've ever seen that play I've seen that play many 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 times and it's just bad it's too big there are too many characters there are too many locations mm. the story is too broad and fucking Troilus and cresta has got the same goddamn problem which like maybe that one really legitimately is a tragedy and not a history but i'm lumping it in because i want to and i believe it and fuck all of it fuck you shakespeare you fucked me up get bent go to hell you're already dead but i'm gonna come to stratford and spit on your grave i'm not gonna do that that's mean I'm, i would never but also <laughs> you're pissing me off bill <sighs> you know jess Just- i wish for once <laughs> that you would like be really straightforward with your opinions and tell me what you're thinking <laughs> Just one time, stop beating around the fucking bush and just say what you mean. I hate the histories. I don't understand what people like about them. Like, 
Do, here, okay. So we have, you know, I've saved, I've, I've pulled out my, my one Henry six, my Edward three, and my King John, the weird ones, right? Like obviously, Jess Hamlet likes the weird ones. So accepting those, even like, and I understand, like Richard three is like this triumph. Richard two is this triumph. Like Henry five is the greatest play of all times. Fucking not, but like, it's not. I, you know, but I understand that these are big pieces of like important whatever bullshit and there yes i can recognize that there is some poetry in these plays that are stunning one of my favorite fucking lines of all time that i considered getting tattooed on my fucking body is from antony and cleopatra the play that i hate the fucking most I just, I don't get it. I don't get it. And I think, and I just want to, I know that we have listeners who are like, how dare you? It's okay that I don't get it. Mm -hmm. It's okay. I have three degrees in Shakespeare, three and a half. If you count my undergrad bachelor in theater, I love Shakespeare. So it's okay that all Shakespeare is not for me. I'm allowed to not like the histories. I'm allowed to carry this burning torch of fire about them. Mm-hmm. I'm allowed. I mean, yeah. I mean, the you know, what's the opposite of love? It's not hate. It's indifference. It's indifference. Right? Taylor Swift yeah. said that. Lots of people say that, but sure. Okay. But also Taylor Swift said it. Great. Good for her. <laughs> she knows a good thing when she hears it. Enough to repeat it. Good job. Um... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I I don't have the vehement hatred <laughs> of the history plays, but I think, yeah, you know, like if you're not invested in at least one person, at least that's what it is for me, right? Like if you're not invested in the journey of of at least one character, then yeah, it's they're going to lose you, right? Cuz like not everybody loves all the battles. Um, you know, the, the spectacle Mm -hmm. of the battles is fun to see on stage, but like beyond that, if you're not invested in some type of way, like, and you know, they, these were the, these were the nationalist plays. These were the Mm -hmm. plays written specifically. This is Shakespeare 100% picking a side, right? This is Shakespeare catering Mm -hmm. to the monarch, right? Um, and her lineage a lot of the time I, yes but like going back to that you can pull any thread and make it say anything yeah. the oh, whole yeah. you know for sure all, yes yes the histories get all up in that bitch they, they do they do um so like there's you know if you're not like really into british history and retellings <laughs> of history generally like i love that shit i do i i i'm a big fan of historical fiction in general um, so for me, this is just an extension of the historical fiction genre, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, if you're not invested in that, then yeah, the history plays probably aren't for you. And that's yeah. okay. Again, that's yep. okay. Mm-hmm. It's okay. They don't okay. have to be. There are I a know. lot of other plays. Yes. They don't have to be. Yep. Uh, speaking of nationalism and stuff, one thing <laughs> that I hate about Shakespeare is what we white people have done to it. Oh, and, fuck white uh, people. We we're suck the worst. So much. We are oh, the literal we just, worst. We just, we just suck. Yeah. Uh, white, white people, white people, be better. Let's be better about mm-hmm. Shakespeare, please. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you need to unclench when any person who is not white produces or acts in or any combination thereof uh, in in a Shakespeare production, mm-hmm. or appropriates a Shakespeare production into 
their culture. Like this is where I feel like it's it's a muddy line for me with like translations and adaptations, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because by all means, like take these texts and go wild, you know. Um, but but like white people need to not have a burr up their ass about quote unquote traditional Shakespeare being played by oh. all white people in pumpkin pants, right? The, the traditional way that it only should be, I guess, which is fucking boring. So boring. Uh, and, you know, maybe stop using these plays as bludgeons for colonialism yep. and basically anything else and intellectualism and all the things. Um, can we just can we just not? <laughs> white people, stop it. Yeah, just stop it. Just because yeah. Shakespeare was a white dude doesn't mean that only white people should be able to like be the authorities on the, on these texts. Right. It's not cool. Yep. Um, just stop it. And also, no. you know, Shakespeare being no. a white dude, there, there's like there's racism baked into these plays. And I oh, and I want and I need so white deep. people to just manage your whiteness for long enough. Your yeah. white fragility, just like rein it in for long yep. enough to like, again, this goes back to like, can you truly love something without looking at its flaws, too? Right. Without acknowledging those flaws. Right. And this is a big one. This is a big fucking flaw. Big flaw, right? There's racism baked into the plays because Shakespeare was a white man raised in a racist culture and system of oppression. And it's just, it's there. And to mm-hmm. deny that it is there uh, is to p- put your white fragility bullshit all over it. So, like, yeah. just be better. Let's be better, yeah. white people. Yeah, yeah. So, it's your turn. That we have had, <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, so, this is the thing that I, at the top of the episode, was like, nah, fuck it. I'm going to get rid of this one and yep. transition mm-hmm. to the. Okay. Yep. So, the thing okay. that I got rid of was fucking gatekeeping, which because we've we've covered that yeah sadly it's just woven in a bunch of these complaints that we have so yeah um so my only addition to the gatekeeping of it all is like the educational barriers of the gatekeeping Mm. that's Mm -hmm. some bullshit um okay (laughs) the thing that i hate about shakespeare (laughs) uh this is gonna make me sad well partially partially sad yeah you do you um over the last like 40 minutes or so i have been creating this list of terrible 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 characters and here they are fucking paulina i want to fucking hear it and goddamn claudio and fucking falstaff and that piece of shit cleopatra and the goddamn bear and leontes and hal Mm -hmm. and fucking prospero and fucking lear and there are a million others but these are the ones these are these are the ones that i popped up in the last 40 minutes so here they are (laughs) okay now Say more words about that. When you say they are the worst, do we mean you mean the choices they have made, the 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 people that they are inside? Like what Mm -hmm. their behavior? What um what what are you talking about? What makes them what makes them of this part of this giant floppy bag of floppy giant dicks? (laughs) Yes. Just yes. Yes to all. Okay. But here's here's the I'll just I'll give you the because the bear is just out here being a bear. Like it's just doing what bears do, eating stuff and attacking people. So I don't I don't hate the bear itself. I hate Shakespeare for writing the goddamn bear. And like we I look, if you know anything about me, 
and my love of Winter's Tale, which is deep and abiding, you also know that my most controversial opinion about the Winter's Tale is that you should cut the fucking bear because fucking piece of Shakespeare does not give us enough world building to make that moment the dramatic moment that it needs to be. That is a dramatic moment. Antigonus gets eaten by a fucking bear. And then the clown comes in and reports on it and like, that's funny. But the getting chased and eaten by a bear is not funny. That is drama. That is the moment when the play switches from tragedy to like light comedy for a minute. This is how we get the romance structure of union, disunion, and reunion. This is a pivotal moment, and it cannot be read that way anymore. And so part of this is Shakespeare, like, not knowing that 400 years later, a bear was not going to be, it was not going to hold up on stage, but also that productions don't do enough to lean into the bear and make it drama. And it's always fucking funny. And there's always going to be an audience being like, bear. And it's not good. It's not good. Cut the fucking bear. Cut the bear. Cut the bear. And I'm not saying cut the moment. I'm not like Antigonus can get, he can be like, oh no, you know, the game is afoot or whatever the fucking he says. The chase is the thing. The This is the wind, chase. I am gone This is forever. the chase. That, the, thank you. <laughs> the game is afoot. <laughs> that's, not, <laughs> that's not Shakespeare. No, not quite. Not quite. <laughs> but like, like you can, Couple keep, centuries you can off. have him, you can have him see something that is like scary and horrifying and he can run and it can be fine. And then you can have the clown come on and be like, oh, he's being eaten by a bear. Wah! Like, you can have that, but you don't need to actually put the bear on stage. And I don't even think like a like a shadow puppet bear works. I get don't no bear, none bear, unless this is the only reason, the only way that I would ever tolerate the remains of the bear is if this is a, a reimagined winner's tale in which the bear is a big hairy gay man and Antigonus is running off to get eaten by the bear if you know what i'm like, saying is he running towards the bear like consensually oh, or is yeah. he oh yeah being assaulted by no, a bear no this is a consensual okay. consensual meeting bohemia okay. is uh is bohemia it's if you a, know what i mean you know what i'm saying i yes yeah <laughs> that's that's the only bear i want to see so okay <laughs> So as long as we're in the Winter's Tale world, mm-hmm. God, I mean, she's. Doesn't it suck to love a play so much and then hate a bunch of the people in it? I hate so much about the Winter's Tale. I really only like Act Four. <sighs> um, okay, I, I, I'm not. Leontes sucks. We know that Leontes sucks. We don't. I don't need to b- keep beating this drum. We all know that Leontes is a trash human who does trash things. Um, <clears throat> by Leontes, <laughs> but the problem with Leontes, the reason that Leontes is on this list and people like Iago are not on this list, like Iago is a trash bag human, right? Like we get it. But the mm. same reason Leontes is on this list and Claudio is on this list is because they think that they are good men doing good things and they fucking aren't and they fucking don't and they're bullshit and I want to punch them both in their giant floppy dicks. Get fucked, Claudio and Leontes. 
kill Claudio and Leontes. Also, Polina, <laughs> what kind of fucking monster of a human who is a literal monster keeps a mother separate from her child for 16 fucking years? I mean, I suppose like the child is not, that's not Yeah, that's Paulina's sort of fault. outside her control. Yeah. But the mother, like the fucking... Leontes repents immediately, right? Like immediately. And like, does he deserve to have her back immediately? No, but he goes to her grave every day for 16 years and cries at it. And mm-hmm. fucking Pauline is all just like, oh yeah, sucks for you, man. And then like, also he's like kind of trying to like nail Paulina on the side after a little bit. He's like, let's get married. And she's like, nah, I'm not going to marry anyone until reasons i forget exactly what that exchange is but like paulina's the worst and i hate her just trying to leave space for the feelings that are gonna yeah sort of fall out of you <laughs> yeah um unpredictably also cleopatra is, a is she worse than antony though I don't know. I kind of hate them both, but I'm sorry. You no, are on a roll. Absolutely. Ahead. Okay. So you are, you are correct. Cleopatra and Antony both suck. Antony is a man. So I expect him to suck. And that is why he's not on this oh, list. Shit. Okay. <laughs> right. Like Antony's just the worst because he's a man. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that I sound like a fucking misandrist all up in here being like men are terrible but like antony legit is a man and he is legit terrible so go off okay but cleopatra is a queen she is fire and air okay she is out here doing the most running her shit being a fucking and then she just like lets it all go for some dick yep Yep. And she's so whiny and she's so fli- she's everything that's wrong with women. Like all of the bad traits that women are constantly lumped under Cleopatra by men, by men. A lot yes, of the yes, time. Yes. Yes. Sorry. The, let me. Yes. She's also um, written by a man. Agreed. <laughs> she's got I mean, you know, the, it was they were centuries yes. apart, but she's yep. she seems uh-huh. like she was written by Hemingway. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So. So. To be clear, I don't hate Cleopatra the person. Sure. Yeah. I think Cleopatra the, the person yeah. was no, the way a she's baller. Written. You're right. She's <laughs> Shakespeare's Cleopatra character. Yeah. Oh, she's 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 like, look, you know what she is like? She is like fucking Bella Swan from fucking Twilight. Say more words about that, please. <laughs> she her entire identity is wrapped up in a man. There it is. Okay, thank you. Thank you for explaining <laughs> that out there. Yeah. She's yeah. just... Yeah. yeah. If that's not the tagline for this episode, that Cleopatra is Bella Swan from Twilight, you're wrong. <laughs> you're just wrong. Anyway, Cleopatra sucks. Hal is a manipulative teenager who never stops being a manipulative teenager, even when he's supposed to be, like, the greatest fucking king of all time. Lear is a deadbeat dad even he allowing is. for that maybe he's got dementia he sucks he made bad choices he, he made bad he choices real stupid, real stupid he made choices. bad and he's reaping what he sows and mm-hmm. that 
I think boomers really want sympathy for him. But hey, boomers, maybe <laughs> look at your life and look at your choices and and maybe you are identifying with Lear for not good reasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, and who's left on this list? Fucking Falstaff, who I just maybe I don't hate Falstaff, but I certainly do not get Falstaff. I don't think he's funny. I don't think he serves any kind of purpose in any of the narratives. I don't like him. And frankly, when he dies in Henry V off stage, I'm like, deuces, bro. Let's stop talking about you forever now. Thank you. The end. <laughs> See, I, I get what Falstaff does dramaturgically. Like, I under, he, I think well, he's dramaturgically, a Well, dramaturgically, yes. Yeah, like, he, you know, <laughs> sure. driving the plot. Like, he's... He's but there. It's not for fun a reason. for me to hate dramaturgy. <laughs> it's fun for me to hate a stupid character who's stupid and I don't like yep. him. Uh-huh. Yep. That's fair. That's fair. I don't like the fat phobia tied into Falstaff. Oh, right? I don't like that at all. And that's not Falstaff's fault. That's being put on him, right? But yes. like that's, yeah. you know. Um, but but he does that? it to himself a little bit too. He, there's some self-deprecation there that I don't yeah. appreciate either um yeah because if anybody knows me and you know how much one how much i look like hannah gadsby which is weird like google hannah gadsby do you think she's my doppelganger i'm her doppelganger we're each other's doppelgangers i guess it's bizarro see it but i would not have made that association unless you pointed it out but also her whole thing on on her comedy special nanette about like self-deprecation and like so good not being able to do it anymore like that oh man that's just so it's so good yeah it's so good but like yeah. there's that that lives in Falstaff that I find frustrating yes. I find that yeah. very frustrating yeah that's fair yeah that's hard um yeah some of those characters are trash <sighs> I wish we had more time so that I could <laughs> just well we've had the last six years for it to argue about this <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and everybody has everybody's got their opinions man yeah, yeah. there's some trash characters in in yep. these plays I want to build on that because my final thing, my final thing is this. Uh, on my list, it says insidious, inescapable patriarchy. Yep. Here's what I mean by that, right? Here's what I mean. Um, there's this there's this really sneaky thing that patriarchy does to make women feel okay about patriarchy. And it is to tell us that we are somehow inherently in some ways better than men men are base men have base urges they lean into them women are above that it's a very christian thing right um and the idea so like shakespeare you know shakespeare's touted by a lot of bardolaters and a lot of people but for writing like well-rounded really cool women there aren't a lot of them sadly right because of the culture Mm -hmm. in which he was writing there aren't a lot of female characters written as female um but like of them you know they're they tend to be smarter they're more articulate they're you know generally and they are way better than most of the time than the dudes they end up marrying right yeah just better generally better humans and smarter um and that friends is a patriarchal stereotype that women have to be better than the men women in their innate goodness right raise men to their standards uh and and it is the responsibility of women to keep men from being bad and doing bad things right this is how we get uh blaming women for wearing the clothes 
on the night that they are raped instead of blaming the rapist, right? Like it is a very slippery slope from there um, that, that somehow women and womanhood can redeem men. Right. Um, but also being the originators of sin. So like there's this weird, you know, dichotomy of that, but I'm not talking about that part right now. Um, yeah. It's so like, yes, some of these women in, in, in the canon are, are cool as shit. They're so rad. Um, but at the same time, sadly, they are upholding because of the men they are juxtaposed against. They are upholding really, really insidious shades of patriarchy. Um, that's hard to shake, right? There's a there's a yeah. lot of things you can do. There's a some great feminist lenses that you can put on Shakespeare because of some of that fun ambiguity I talked about earlier. But like, um, this is this is a part of patriarchy and sexism that is as damaging i think to men as it is to women right um the idea that we are responsible for for uh cleaning up all of their faults or for like redeeming all of their faults but also that men there are lower expectations of you because you're inherently baser than women somehow right yeah um and and that we and that we shouldn't expect as much of you. We should just expect a woman to swoop in and fix you and make you better just by being near her or something. And that's not her responsibility. That's just forcing some emotional labor on that poor bitch. I'm not having that. No. 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 <laughs> no God damn it. So, yeah, it's just really insidious. And, and it's one of those things, again, like like the racism that's just like baked in at such a fundamental level. It is very very hard to cut around so you have to deal with it and then when you don't deal with it it's not great like you need to make a choice about it you gotta you gotta do something about it if not you're just reinforcing the patriarchy so that's yep. god damn it shakespeare <laughs> god damn it just god yeah. damn it can't okay. win for trying um last thing on this list yep. my last uh, thing it's, yep. I, we we went hard on this last week so i'm we just did. gonna say it and move on the goddamn authorship question i hate yep. it it's not a question it sucks it's dumb it's, it's elitist it's wrong it was invented by the victorians and yep. it's it's just elitism yeah it's just another form of fucking gatekeeping yeah and it's nonsense and stop the end. Yeah. Bye, Felicia. We don't need you here. Okay. Deuces. I'm out. <laughs> yeah. Just adding to that, like, if we're going to take this back to things we hate about Shakespeare, right. Shakespeare, my guy, I wish you had kept a, like, a thorough diary. <laughs> I wish you had kept, like, it, it, and a diary in any sense of that word. I don't care. Like, it, it was just a, just sure. a calendar, a schedule yeah. of events, mm -hmm. or, or, like, an actual diary, like a 13-year-old girl, diary. like Samuel Pepys. Yeah, Today, like, I really... <laughs> Pete like at me. Shakespeare, so I wish <laughs> I, I wish he had had enough foresight to think about his legacy just a little, just a I little. Mean, like I, I wish, goddammit. Like I, I, yeah, I'm sure, okay. Like in his will and stuff. Yeah, but like thinking about his daughters and that legacy, sure. But like. I just, just wish. wasn't on a global scale. He no. wasn't Ben Johnson. <laughs> no, no. I wish he had had just a little more of Ben Johnson's ego, just enough to like document his life a little bit better. Just like, just so, just to, oh, mm -hmm. God damn it. God damn I it. I told you it wasn't going to be 10 things we hate about Shakespeare. No. Because that's no. 11 right there, bitch. Sorry, it, I called it you is. bitch. I love you. I'm, no, it's okay. I don't yeah. mind. I know. But still. <sighs> 
yeah yeah okay so yep mm-hmm. um i want to i want to end this by asking you maybe what are your five most hated plays <gasps> i feel i feel like we've five i know i feel like we've done this but not recently okay. maybe maybe okay. not in the last like four years yeah hang on real quick i'm just gonna pull up um just so i don't forget any titles and then go damn it that should have been in my bottom five I'm gonna oh <laughs> right a list yeah yeah i need yeah, a list. that's smart that's smart i have a i'm gonna pull up the internet shakespeare me, but... yeah no pull up internet shakespeare editions just so i can see the list okay i'm gonna pull up the concordance which is not believe it or not i don't keep all 38 of them in my head all the time i mean depends on who you ask <laughs> um quibble with that number 36 36 there's somewhere between 36 and 38 of these plays okay i, I mean, don't keep them all in my head that's my point 40 that's true okay if we're talking apocrypha sure okay um okay okay I mean, yeah. so bottom five and i'm not sure i could right now on the spot I, it doesn't rank, need to be rank. these from like no. okay no okay but just bottom what are, five what are bottom five henry the eighth yep antony and cleopatra yep um fucking two noble kinsmen i just don't see the point of that play i just (laughs) i just i just don't i don't don't get it uh interesting two noble kinsmen is not on this list um but i'm time in time in of athens it's got one redeeming cool moment and that's it that was just not enough for me and with with the rocks (laughs) <laughs> that big fuck you moment at the party is what yeah, i'm talking yeah, about that's but, good that's good but moment. really only because renee thornton did what i've always wanted a time in to do which is to flip everybody off and peace out yeah it's a good <laughs> image it was like yeah it's good um and because uh, again i find it fucking pointless even though it involves one of my favorite vice characters the merry wives of windsor yeah it's down there in my bottom five again okay. i just five. it's right. dumb <clears throat> Okay. bottom five that's my bottom five what's your bottom five so i'm gonna grandfather out the histories for me because okay, otherwise sure. we've, it's we've just, established it's the yeah. histories yeah. um and that's not interesting sure <laughs> right that's the anyway um so from okay. the remaining two-thirds of the plays yes yeah so, <laughs> what are your bottom uh, five um a and c t yeah. and c mm. um and those are my bottom two and that's just okay that's always how it is Okay. Uh, then I'm gonna go. Ow! Tempest. Shrew. Oh dang! And oh, toss up between Cymbeline and Lear. I think I'm gonna go with Lear. Oh. Cymbeline is down there for you, huh? Really? Well, yeah, I, it's just, I, I, the thing with Cymbeline is I think it's too big. Like, like many of the plays that I don't like, (laughs) it's too big. It's trying to do Um, too much. It's trying to do too much. It needs, it needs a, a ruthless cut. Jess Um, likes a deep and narrow focus in her storylines is what I'm learning. I don't think that's necessarily true. I just... Like a sprawling storyline is too much for you. Seems I like. think just pick a lane, man. <laughs> um, okay. 
It's all, yeah, it's just, it's too long. What did I say? Okay, so I said Antony, Troilus, Tempest, Tempest, True, True, and then Lear. And Lear. I also want to say, fuck Cymbeline. Kind of fuck Hamlet. (laughs) Absolutely fuck Henry VIII. Fuck Caesar. Yeah. Fuck Mary Wives. (laughs) We're just going to go through a whole backwards ranking now? Yep you okay great i'm gonna leave that all right those are are the the ones that i was gonna say bottom 10 really yeah bottom 10 for you yeah that's fair it's our podcast we make the rules yeah (laughs) that's fine do you need to shout out any more awful ones no okay all right. I mean, and then, you know, because because really we can quibble about like what worst means. Like, do right. we mean yeah, they're yeah, badly yeah. written? Do we mean oh, yeah. I don't think any that of them they are, are you yeah. know, um, that they haven't aged well? You know, yes. what, what are we classifying as as worst? Because for me, the ones that are in my bottom five mm-hmm. mostly are the ones that are pretty badly written <laughs> and like or just like. Mm serve no purpose to me sure <laughs> like i just don't like I'm like why why is this here who felt the sure. need to write this why'd you do that yeah it's also it's okay just to not like things yeah so it's we're true. allowed i don't have to yeah you don't have to justify why you don't like stuff yeah yeah um all right well so that's our- that we just i feel relief i i me feel too. relieved me too you know we got a lot of yeah. this i feel like i got some yeah. shit off my chest yeah before you know saying goodnight to, to this whole thing like i just you know some stuff that has, was less some, unsaid some for six years <laughs> a little bit of shakespeare lame. therapy a little bit yeah you know anyway uh, right on. that's it question cool well thanks so much for listening folks we hope you leave this podcast more i'm not gonna say informed this time no, i'm gonna say no. more fired up yeah. i hope you're more fired up about shakespeare in whatever direction that takes you fired yeah. up good fired up bad i don't know i just yeah. want you more fired up yeah. uh than when you started so you can disagree yeah. with us and let us know or you can mm-hmm. vehemently agree with us let mm-hmm. us know either way mm-hmm. i just hope you're fired up yeah um tune in next time it is our last episode ever yeah it's it'll be the end of an era it'll be yeah um we we also kind of don't know what the episode yeah i was gonna say i don't remember what we said we were gonna talk about but like happier (laughs) we're not gonna be (laughs) shouting about shakespeare i mean we might might. no promises joy this time yeah 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 it was like we're we're gonna go out on things that we love um but should we just call it 10 things we love about shakespeare might be a better title out there but i think that's a good placeholder okay yeah that's we'll tease you with that 10 things we love about shakespeare next time great um whamlet out the hurly burly shakespeare show is produced and edited by aubrey whitlock and jess hamlet if you enjoyed our podcast please tell your friends rate us leave a review and subscribe on apple podcasts or wherever else you get your podcasts for show notes and other stuff you can visit our website at www.hurlyburlyshakespeareshow.com you can get in touch with us by emailing holla h-o-l-l-a at hurlyburlyshakespeareshow.com you can also find us at hurlyburlyshakes on instagram or at hurlyburlyshake no s On Twitter, the land on which I live and work, colonially known as Stanton, Virginia, is the unceded territory of the Monacan Confederation of Nations, and I pay my respects to their elders past and present. The traditional custodians of the land on which I live are the Lenape Nation, and I pay my respects to their elders past and present. Learn about where you live at native-land.ca. 
Get involved at ndncollective.org and find out more about the Land Back campaign at landback.org. All opinions you heard are strictly our own and not affiliated with the institutions we represent. Was it the poop was beaten gold? Were you it was. Put that yes. On your butt? Yes. You were. I was. I, I was going to. I was going to right there on your butt. Lay cheek. down. I was going to yeah. spread the cheeks and have yeah. them tattoo it right down the crack. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> this is a good time to. It's really soaring poetry. <laughs> this podcast is part of my tenure file. <laughs> You're welcome, academia.